0: Welcome back to the B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. My name is Uwe Seepacher, and as always, I'm more than happy to be your host. Today, we are talking about an interesting case, Fleet Nurturing, the Enoji success story. And I'm joined by two of three authors, Beatrice Ermer, you might already know her from another episode in the area of social selling, a new gentleman, Markus Niehaus. Beatrice, welcome back. How are you?
1: Thank you for being back. Thanks for having me or for having us today. Um, I'm fine. The sun is shining. Weather's great.
0: Sorry. I was saying that uh, okay. Marcus and I will have problems, of course we're not uh, equipped with such a charming voice, so Marcus, please we do our best to uh, come up with such a our nice tuning like Beatrice does Marcus, welcome to the b two b podcast uh, How are you and please also let me know where you 're coming from so that the people can get an idea of your person Marcus
2: yeah, thank you very much for 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 having me here of course, excited, so it 's um, um, always very interesting to um, talk with uh, such interesting persons like you guys. Um, I'm born in North Rhine-Westphalia, next to the Dutch border. And that's where I'm also um, uh, living in a, in a nice uh, countryside area.
0: And your background, are you a pure marketeer or are you a technician?
2: I'm not a technician. Um, I would um, describe myself as a kind of a business developer. Within the last 10 years, um, I used to develop... Um, business and new business models um, in in the B2C and B2B environment. Right now, um, I'm I'm heading uh, the uh, solution development department for B2B customers um, at Energy. And uh, what was always my approach is to combine uh, the products uh, and the setting propositions um, with um, um, a proper go-to-market approach. Mm -hmm. So that's for me end-to-end.
0: End to end. Okay. And Beatrice, maybe uh, just a wrap up a short overview so that uh, those of uh, our listeners who have not yet had the chance, the opportunity to listen to the other podcast, to give me in two, three sentences your, your background, Beatrice.
1: Well, compared to Marcus, I would say I have a stronger background in marketing. So since my studies and after that, I have been working in mainly marketing, marketing communications um, internationally. And so I'm now also in the energy industry since more or more since more than seven years, working mainly in international marketing, also studied that and mm-hmm. yeah, from Germany.
0: Okay. And you did also some, some kind of work in the academic area, right?
1: Uh, yeah, before I joined mm-hmm. um, the okay. practical world, so to say, exactly. But I continued that over time. Mm-hmm. So stayed in contact with yeah, with teaching and academia,
0: right. Mm-hmm. Marcus, coming back to the article, Lead Nurturing the Innoji Success Story, maybe before we get started with the article, can you give me an overview about Innoji? How many people order intake? It's a German business, international business, so that the people get in the uh, stage uh, what we're talking about.
2: Yeah, Energy is an um, international um, energy supplier. I think it's around uh, 40,000 employees and we uh, used to serve on uh, nine different European markets uh, as well as um, working on um, several global um, innovation outposts with uh, other companies. As you may have heard um, from the media, Energy is right now in a um, buying process and will be bought or is bought by um, E.ON which is another uh, big German u- utility. So um, both worlds are right now merging together. So and both uh, EON and ENERGY are in this uh, high change phase. So uh, we used to offer Uh, electricity and gas as um, commodity products and uh, within the last years in terms of the liberalization of the energy market, all the issues around decarbonization, uh, digitization, this disrupted our markets heavily and so um, yeah, I would say around uh, 10 years ago um, we all started to find a new way and Mm -hmm. um, to establish a new company which is more a solution provider than a a pure uh, energy and gas provider and that's our way right now so we still are in a um, in a quite a huge change Uh, and this uh, business will continue to change.
0: With regards to lead nurturing the case study, what can we expect, Markus, from the case study?
2: I think the case study is very interesting and you can expect uh, some very interesting insights from people who really started from the scratch in terms of lead nurturing and digitization of um, the selling of um, very complex products. Um, so, for us in the energy world, these um, ways were quite new so um, um as you may or as you uh, can probably imagine, there is a lot of technicians and engineers developing high, sophisticated products. But when it comes to the market and to to users and buyers there's sometimes um, a little more empathy needed from 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 us and so sometimes it may happen that we miss our our customers opportunities and leads and we were um, in the past um, we have uh, we have had strong relationships to our existing cu- customers but uh, gaining new customers with completely new products that gaining those customers that uh, haven't had um, our company in their relevant set for such new products beside electricity and gas that was new for us so we, we, um, we developed this um, approach from scratch and did some very interesting steps forward and also some successful steps forward and we mm-hmm. sh- simply shared our experiences here.
0: Beatrice, would you rather see this a process uh, description or are you rather focusing on a concept description of what you did as part of the lead nurturing at Inagi?
1: well it's a combination of i think several things so first of all the readers will also get an insight in the energy industry which is mm-hmm. sometimes an industry that is not very often looked at and then um regarding leads nurturing i think it's how we approach the whole thing how we set this up what challenges we had but also what learnings and it's the concept and the process i would say how we how we yeah how we approach it and how we continue it and what. um what we achieved so far, though we have to say, Marcos, right, that we were still in the beginning of get it going. So currently it's still working and it's a um, work in
0: progress. Okay, what do you say? It's, it's a work so. in progress. In regard to the B2B marketing guidebook is set up. Belongs at the marketing majority model, Marcus. Based on your experience, what would you say? Lead nurturing, as you describe in the case, that is this something which a marketer coming from a one-direction reactive, the classical colouring in B two B marketing, unsexy and just making brochures and events, which should get started, or is it something which he should or she should then further down the road, once some other things are established? then should get into it because it is a topic where you need some kind of preliminaries basics of a modern b2b marketing
2: yeah i would probably um uh, rather go with uh, your second idea so um lead nurturing is not a binary process where you simply set uh, a, a up a kind of a machine how, how however you might you may imagine this machine so it's not simply set up a ma- ma- machine and then you see a hike income there are some 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 needs and some things and homeworks you need to do before, so um, uh, some simple things that you have um, sharpened the usbs of your pro, uh, your products so and they need to be very sharp and you, have a, you need to have a very precise idea what is the relevance for the customers and then next step of course when, when it comes to customers, you need to have them um, uh, targeted and segmented um, quite carefully at least you have an, you need to have an idea for the start. i mean at the at the end. Also, our process, how all, um, all other product development processes as well, are quite agile. So mm-hmm. um, there are changes, of course, but you need to have a, a, a quite a, a good idea for the start. And then I would say you need also to have some people who have at least some skills to establish this, because this, it's not a it's not a sprint. It's more like a like a marathon, so, like a journey. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Beatrice, would you consider it rather as a content topic or a solution topic? So, is it? A, did you use an IT solution out of the MarTech stack or is it a process topic where you deploy the process and then engage the people?
1: It's a very good question. I would also say we have done both. Actually, we took, of course, a tool that helped us. But before you use a tool, you have to make up your mind. You have to set up and change the process, get people on board. You also have to think, and that was a thought that I had earlier. about the mindset because when you use lead management lead nurturing and change processes there's more transparency that gets into it that's also you want to be more efficiently um, effectively more successful with it and so this is not achieved if you just buy a fancy tool and say here it is let's use it and then everyone knows what to do and it works as such no there's a lot of things going uh, you you need to do with getting this going and be successful with that.
0: Yeah. A fool with a tool remains a fool, right? Exactly. exactly. That's what I
1: had in yeah, mind or what we both had in mind.
0: As part of the story uh, and the development of the lead nurturing at uh, what was the most surprising thing throughout that journey, uh, not to, to share too many details?
2: What comes to my mind directly is that it's, again, it was a proof that, of this uh, phrase saying retail is detail. So it's um, it's not the big kaboom, you once did it and then, you know, it's 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 like it's, it's a star. Not uh, that that's not not the case. So there were some tiny little things who changed the whole process. So for example, uh, we started in the pitching phase. So once we created opportunity, and then to try to get the first pitch, where you usually uh, have your ideas around uh, phone calls and introducing the product and so forth. We did it totally differently, and we did uh, some 15-minute pitches in uh, web meetings. And this this idea tremendously increased our conversion rate from an opportunity to a marketing qualified lead so um, that for for example was actually um, a, a, a tiny a, a small idea but uh, the the idea changed for example here um our um, our rates and our success successes so there are a lot of tiny little things and that's what i can highly recommend and you see this journey in our in our case here um that i can highly recommend that you start in a kind of a manual way where you do a lot of steps by hand and then start to realize what works and what doesn't and then start to digitize your processes but not but not before you have mm-hmm. made these um, um, experiences
0: so there is no shortcut to success the project success was also the result of a journey with uh, many little steps Beatrice having heard what marcus just was saying how much of the success portion was change management
1: a good portion I would say because as we had earlier yeah if you have the tool is one thing but if you want to change processes and if you as a team also understand what's not working in a good way and you need to change that so it starts with every person to realize Mm -hmm. and understand that you have to do something differently Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so I think in all the let's say b2b marketing concept things that we do nowadays that that change due to the the situation and the market has changed A, a huge proportion has always changed management
0: you referred to that earlier in regards to results and sales and big discussion always is marketing and sales. We and they, how much uh, did this aspect play a role in the lead nurturing project? How did you overcome the problem with lead? Say lead nurturing is a sales topic, and you do the lead nurturing lead generation for sales
2: yeah what i experienced over time is this uh, question marketing or sales strongly depends on the people some people are mm-hmm. raising it and some people are simply not thinking about it and just doing mm-hmm. uh, and uh, um, the the luck we had is that uh, actually we worked together with um, people uh, interdisciplinary who didn't care about this topic they simply wanted to make um, this success happen so um, we had marketeers together with uh, sales experts and we were, in an, like, you, like you do it today, in an um, agile setup. Every, every person brought in their, their, their ideas and then actually also thinking from a marketing perspective, how can we support sales and, um, and vice versa. And this at the end was also quite a, a very nice success factor mm-hmm. because uh, this made change happen very fast.
0: Petris, in, in regards to the words of Markus, what do you think is required from an HR point of view? I'm sure you have a certain number of people being engaged in the project, but uh, is it also applicable for small and medium enterprises with a marketing team with one or two people lead, lead, lead nurturing, or lead generation, how would you uh, see this?
1: I think it can work though if you have a small, I mean, what it helps you with is if it comes to, for example, sending out emails, providing content to the target group and so on to set this up in an automated way, very thought through and logic so um, that it could also have a small marketing department working more efficiently, Mm -hmm. reaching their target groups quite regularly, Mm -hmm. providing content regularly and so on. But um, on the other hand, I could also imagine that in very small companies, if you have small teams and marketing and sales, that they are focused on other things and that it's more operational and that maybe time or resources is lacking to set this up, then mm-hmm. if it's, then you need to look for whether you get the, the support from outside via agencies or companies that are best spe- um, specialized on that. Um, so far, what I think, what we have seen is that it's used in bigger companies where you have more people that can, yeah, that can think this through, that can set up the processes, that can regularly follow them up. But I think if you have the right people with the right mindset and you really value it and see, or see the value of, of lead management and lead nurturing, then you could also set this up in a smaller company. It depends on people, I would say.
0: request budget for buying the it solution or was it just uh, on the go that uh, you could do it with uh, uh, based on your running budgets
2: there was a kind of a synergy potential in terms of the marketing automation solution because we were not not the, um, the only business unit mm-hmm. using it so that was mm-hmm. quite an advantage but um, at the end I think um, the um, the highest budgets and spending are on 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 people. So if you, mm-hmm. this is not a thing uh, where you uh, give it to one or two person and they do it yeah, somewhere in there uh, with 10% or 20% of their capacity. Yep. So um, then you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But when you see um, uh, the opportunity to um, scale um, your lead acquisition in terms of quality and also quantity and uh, you are very consequent on um, this topic and give it uh, some time to uh, then you can also do it with one two person mm-hmm. and then supported by some agencies but you need to have some consequences there mm-hmm. and you need to um, have some yeah some stamina to uh, to uh, do it because it simply needs some time so this is nothing what you do um, by side and uh, with yeah, with some shared resources
0: Looking at the return on investment, Beatrice, for the project, what would you say is the result?
1: As we mentioned a couple of times, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So okay. the return on investment okay. um, will come after some, yeah, I would say after six months or even longer because, yeah. I mean, it depends on the, the team size that you have, as mm-hmm. as we said, and then you have to build it up in a logical way. So think what is it you want to achieve? What does the process look mm-hmm. like? Then you then you implement the tool, but mm-hmm. you also have to understand the tool, how it works. And it's not that they are you know, intuitive. You just um, plug it in and then you need two days and it works. No, you have to think it through. You have to come up with an engagement model. You have to create the content you want to share. You have to set up a scoring model and so on and so forth. So it's quite... Um, a number of topics and things you have to understand yourself because you work with it and then also implement it put it in place this takes some time and then you start working with it and um, uh, that that you see whether it's really the right direction or whether you have to adjust it here and there whether um, you have to change your content formats and so on this takes time Yeah, maybe building on your thoughts it's
2: also also highly depending of course of of the product of uh, that you sell so Mm -hmm. the product we are selling is um, energy management software and energy management so far hasn't been on the top of the agenda of the Mm -hmm. companies which means at the end you have long buying cycles so it needs um, besides the management itself it simply needs some time up to a year for um, the buying centers um, to decide whether they take the products or not. So um, it, um, it, it means that uh, it simply also is um, you need to... That's a question how you measure the success. So when, 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 it, when the, you measure the success with the, the, the revenue, at the end, then you need to take in account that it may need some time depending on your buying process and um, when you measure the success with uh, the total number of leads and conversion rates, then it will be a little faster, but at the end, when you haven't done anything in this area before, you probably need around a year to set it up.
0: Okay, got the point, yeah, probably. As, as you said. Marcus, at the end of the little coffee talk, is there anything you would like to share with our community which has not been said yet, There's lessons learned, one or two core messages? I mean,
2: the first idea is um, trust trust your people and um, enable them to uh, test and learn for themselves and uh, open up the space in terms of uh, the operational doing. So sometimes it's uh, it's not only the impulses you set or expertise sets, but it's uh, on the other hand also people who create their own ideas and let them um, let them try these ideas. Uh, we have some very interesting ideas from 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 from, from our people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that in- increase our processes so this is uh, definitely something um, um, um empower your people and uh, trust them
0: Beatrice, something from your side
1: yeah i would like to add um and that fits quite well because energy was always a brand that um gave people the motivation to test to learn to improve be courageous and dare things and that's exactly what Marcus said learn improve things be courageous and dare and try to get the the support in the company or if it's on mm-hmm. a C-level, give the people the freedom and the, uh, the trust and, and the motivation to drive things out and see what happens.
0: This was the B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast episode on Lead Nurturing the Naughty Story. Today, I was joined by Beatrice Erman and Markus Niehaus.